Good evening, I'm Charles Adler. There are now over a 1,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Canada. The Canadian-U.S. border has been closed since 12.01 a.m. today, or the way I think of it, midnight last night. Health officials across the country say Canadians must exercise social distancing, stay six feet away from anyone who doesn't live with you. And most important, if you have symptoms, symptoms consistent with COVID-19 fever, cough, difficulty breathing, Please don't go to the hospital. Call your local telehealth provider. The numbers are available on the Government of Canada website. So we're turning to finances now and what financial support is available for Canadians and how can they access it? Look, there are still more questions and answers when it comes to the future of this global pandemic and certainly where our economy is going. But we do know some ways that Canadians facing financial difficulty can get some help. The federal government has announced that they're delaying the deadline to file your 2019 taxes, which ordinarily would be just around the corner. Small businesses getting a shot in the arm in the form of a wage subsidy as well. Joining us to talk about the impact of all this is a small business person himself, Corey Litzenberger. He's based in Red Deer. He's the founder of CGL Strategic Business and Tax Advisors. Corey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me back, Charles. So, wish it would be under better circumstances. I, I, I wish it was. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking exactly the, the same thing, my friend. Let's uh, just uh, talk about this uh, deadline. For, for people who don't know, what ordinarily, if we were living in ordinary times right now, what's the deadline to file taxes? So normally it would have been April 30th this year, obviously, for, uh, for most people. Uh, if you're self-employed, it would be June 15th. Uh, what's happened is that the April 30 deadline has been moved to June 1st. However, the June 15 deadline for self-employed is still June 15. The only difference is that now if you owe, instead of having to pay by your filing deadline, you have until August 31st to pay. All right, so you, you get a, a bit of a break there on, on when you pay if you're um, self-employed and if you're employed as opposed to the end of April, which is generally when we have to file, it's been postponed to June. Postponed to June for filing and, and August 31st for paying. All right. If you could just uh, give me your sense of what this will do for the average person, whether they're they're employed or self-employed. Well, I mean, if anything, it, it, it just kind of buys some time. I mean, obviously, that's with uh, the slowdowns that are happening with people, you know, working from home and uh, myself included, where we've uh, taken steps to move our staff home as well. Um, it's a little hard for uh, some people to get in to see, to you know, get the, see the accountant to get their stuff filed, and with uh, by, by extending the deadline, at least it just buys some some breathing room and buys some time. I mean, the the reality is, is uh, most people in the profession that are trying to help uh, small business, uh, you know, get everything filed and, and uh, for their taxes and that, uh, usually work pretty long hours this time of year. And if they're telling us to work from home that and uh, be with our kids who are now home from school. Uh, that's just not going to happen. So it's it's. Uh, I think it works uh, all the way around to kind of help the the system as far as getting filings done, because I, otherwise I think we would have had a lot of people uh, getting mad at uh, file preparers uh, who probably wouldn't be able to meet the deadlines. And you're one of them. I'm one of them. Unfortunately, right. uh, I we've had to take some some uh, pr- pretty drastic steps. Uh, we've offered actually, ironically, we've offered a fifteen uh, percent discount for people to not come to the office. Uh, so and, and use electronic services with us instead. So I mean, we're we're doing it's it's a it's definitely not the tax season that I'm used to. No, no, it's not. It's not like anything we're used to ever. 
Let me ask you about, uh, Corey, the, the wage uh, subsidy, this uh, 10% wage subsidy the federal government has introduced. Tell us more about that. Well, um, do you want my opinion or do you want the facts? Well, if you can, uh, let, let, <laughs> let's start, as always, uh, you know, just the facts, ma'am, as, as the detective said on TV a long time ago, just the facts, and then feel free to offer your perspective. Well, I mean, the facts are that it's supposed to be 10% of wages. There is a cap of up to 1000 uh, one thousand three seventy-five per employee to a maximum of twenty-five thousand per employer. The employers and their associated companies would have to be—they—they uh, ha- have to be less than fifteen million in assets. They have to be eligible, basically, for for being called a small business corporation, uh, less than five hundred thousand in profit, type of thing. And uh, the the irony is is that they they don't have to share the twenty five thousand. So I'm sure there'll be some abusive structures because I've already thought of ways you could do it. But anyways. Um, that aside, the calculation is quite complex, and which is part of my my uh, podcast why I was a little upset uh, on how this was done, because you have to calculate it based not just a, a simple math figure on the wages, but you have to uh, then reduce withholdings that you submit to the government. However, you can only reduce the federal, provincial, or territorial income tax that you want to send in, you can't reduce the employee or employer, CPP or EI. All right, let me just ask you from the perspective <laughs> of someone who is employed, okay, and is worried yeah. worried about the job, I think what everyone wants to know is, is this going to help people hang on to their work? Uh, truthfully, no. The The reality is, is that employers going to look at this, they're going to see that, okay, I can get 1375 that means I have to have paid my employee 13750 in order to get that. If I'm paying that much, that means I'm paying $1,026 in CPP and EI as an employer. So really, I've got $350 bucks, uh, to, to play with. And then, by the way, this 1375 is taxable. So if you are in Alberta, for example, that would eat up another... Uh, $151, so now you've got the, the bargain basement of $199 coming your way for keeping your employee on. So this is uh, somewhat smoky. Uh, very smoky. Um, and in fact, uh, pretty much the entire announcement that dealt with the small business side was smoky. Uh, deferral of installments is already legislation. If your income goes down, uh, you already are allowed to reduce your installments. The formula is based on your last year's taxes and this year's projected taxes. So that was already there. Um, they made it sound like it was something new, and it wasn't. So does this uh, mean, just to, to cut to the chase on this one then, Corey, d- does this mean that the government, because, of course, governments also have to look after their own own purses, does this mean that the government won't be putting out as much money as some people think on this one? They, they aren't. I mean, let, let's be clear. This is not a tax break. This is an interest break. The tax is still has to be paid. It still has to be paid later. And all you're getting is the savings on the interest if you, if you did have to pay, uh, that you're not having to pay that interest on that amount until, until you pay it later. But as far as jobs, jobs, jobs are concerned, uh, this is not a panacea, to say the least. No, I mean, truth be told, I mean, let's, let's be honest, as much as I love small business and, and I'm very uh, an advocate for them, um, you know, large retailers would not qualify for this type of support either. And so you end up with the, these numbers of a half million people applying for EI, which just puts more strain on the system. All right. Look, uh, you did this uh, podcast that you alluded to earlier, and I think it's called Flattening the EI Curve. Do you want to explain to us what that's all about? So basically, we keep talking about flattening the, the curve and talking to about the virus and, the, and our healthcare system. What the position that the government has put everybody in place and Service Canada employees uh, to that extent uh, 
is they basically forced everybody to apply for EI. Now, the, uh, one of the methods, I, I, I've looked at a few different ideas. I mean, they're, they're strictly ideas, and hindsight will be 2020, so who knows if it, they would work. But because this is quite complex in to get a very small amount just to try and keep an employee on, to me, there are less employers in Canada than there are employees. And so it would make a lot more sense for an employer to make an application on the employee's behalf that they have and get five payments coming and use their payroll service to flow it through so that it can get through quicker and faster and get out of this and flatten this curve. So All right, Corey, we, we, got it. We, got, we, 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 have, we have to get out of this. In order to hit the 56 <laughs> break, but thank you so much for your help. Appreciate it. Lots of luck with your business. Corey Litzenberger, CGL Strategic Business in Red Deer. This is Charles Adler, and this is ongoing coverage of COVID-19.